Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to Wednesday night. I'm so excited about what God's doing. The love of God is so good. We just, uh, earlier today, I was in a prayer meeting, and we got to talking about the the love of God and how good he is. And the scripture came to mind that uh, this isn't my message tonight, but it came to mind over in uh, 1 Corinthians. Paul said, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. We sang a song Sunday and, and uh, he's working all things for our good. I mean, God is so good and so loving. He, he not only will help us through this life, but he gives us eternal life. And it's his love, you know. And it goes on to say, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, listen to this. But we, now we have received not the spirit of the world. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. He's working all things for our good. You know, sometimes it doesn't seem like he's working things for our good, but you know he's always for us, never against us, always doing things for us. It's this goodness it tells us, that leads us even to repentance. When we didn't know God, couldn't find God, didn't know where to look for God, it was, it was his goodness that was drawing us unto himself. And so we have to know how good God is. And you know what? I, I love it because he is no respecter of persons. Doesn't matter what, what your background is, doesn't matter what your race is, doesn't matter where you came from, whether you got money, don't have money, what, what your economic uh, situation is, doesn't matter when you draw near to him he promises to draw near to you so that's a wonderful thing that god gives us and and puts in our heart lord in your presence i think about that in your presence you know we had an extended uh, praise service on 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 sunday oh man you know what we need to have that we need to get in a place where we can draw into god because it says you know uh, he inhabits the praises of his people. So right there, and when we're worshiping God, his presence comes. And in his presence, you know what there is. There's fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. So we have to know that he is for us. He's working all things for our good. Amen? Amen. I hope you're excited tonight about a good, good God. A good, good God. It, it never, never think when adversity comes, when trouble comes, when problems come, when heartache comes. It's not our God. It's the enemy. But our God brings all things for our good. Amen? Amen. Well, that's not my message. That was free. So you can, <laughs> the message tonight is living by the word. How many of you know he's working in us, living in us by his word? You know, over in Philippians chapter 2, verse uh, 13 in the Amplified Bible, it says, For it is God who is all the while affectionately at work in you. How many of you know he's working in you? Whether you know it or not, he's leading you and guiding you and helping you to get to a place of the, that, that, 
that not only glorifies him, but gives you a, a life of success. I mean, how many of you know well, you want to have a life of success, right? Well, it says and goes on to say in the Amplified, energizing and creating in you the power and desire, both the will to work for the, his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. How many of you know when you give God good pleasure and, and satisfaction and delight, when he delights in you, you're going to be successful. God empowers our life. How many of you know God can empower our life? In fact, he should be empowering your life tonight rather than the world and the, and the enemy. And we're not to be, listen, friends, we're not to be survivors. Well, I'm just a survivor. No, we're to be overcomers. Overcomers by the blood of the lamb, by what Jesus has done for us, amen, and the word of our testimony. We're not to be struggling through life. We're not to be strugglers, but we're empowered to overcome in every situation. You know, uh, you know, I've heard people say, it's so hard to serve Jesus. It's not hard to serve Jesus. It's harder to serve the devil. He's the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy and take things away from us. And so we have to know that we're not just struggling or just hanging on. Well, how you doing? I'm just, well, I'm just hanging in. I'm just by, by the, the, you know, the skin of my teeth or my, my thumbs. I'm just holding on. No, we're not to do that. We're overcomers. And how, how do we know we're overcomers? Because Christ has paid the price for us. Amen. Over in Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things. Through who? Christ. Through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. He's empowered us to what? To do his will. When we read a commandment in the Word of God, when we read something that He tells us to do, how many of you know we can do it because <laughs> I can do all things through Christ? Well, I can't do that. That's too hard. You know, God just, He understands my heart. No, He understands His Word. He understands what you're supposed to be doing. And you say, well, I can't do that. But you can do that because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? So we don't focus what, on what today? Don't focus on your shortcomings on your lack or, or your circumstances, your problems. Let's focus on your ability in Christ. Christ in me, Christ in us, the hope of glory, amen? I can do whatever it takes. In order to that, we must do know God's word. We must keep his word as the highest authority in our life. How many of you know we all are under authority of some kind, but what's the highest authority in your life? Well, it's about, uh, the Word of God should be. It should be above our feelings, our desires, our traditions, our family, our customs, our problems. It should be all those things. We are being born again by what? His Word. We're born again by His Word. 1 Peter 1.23 says, Having been born again, not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. By the Word. By His Word. We are saved, we're delivered, we're healed, we're overcomers, we're prosperous. Everything that he would have for us comes by his word. Amen? Amen. Now over in Hebrews 1, 3, it says, Life is sustained by the word of his power. It says, Upholding all things by the word of his power. That's, that's what he says. It's his word. The importance of his word. He holds his word dearer than anything else to himself. Now, we know Jesus was the word made flesh, 
We, we understand that. But over in Matthew, I want a, a familiar passage of scripture, Matthew chapter four, we want to see about what Jesus, how he walked in this world, because he's our example. He's our true example. And it, in chapter four, it says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now listen, he was led by the spirit to be tempted. Because listen, I think he just came up and been baptized by, in the, uh, by John, John the Baptist. And now the spirit leads him out into the wilderness. I think what he was going to show him that it's greater was hit the spirit of, in him than he that it was in the world. He was going to show him that. And that when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Well, I would think so. After about four hours, the rest of us are hungry, right? <laughs> we can't go four hours without thinking about eating. And he said, and the devil, you know how, this is when the devil comes, when, when you're at a, a, a low point sometimes, or a hunger, or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're really needing substance. If, if you are the son of God, now, He's testing him here. Command that these stones become bread. And what does Jesus say? He quotes the scripture. He quotes the scriptures over in Deuteronomy 8, 3 in, in the Old Testament. But this is what he says. But he answered and said, it is written, man does, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. He did, you know what? He didn't get mad. He didn't rail at the, at the devil. He didn't carry on. He just quoted truth. How many of you know truth will set you free if you know it? Amen? And, and said to him, oh, and then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are, there it is again. You know, people, the devil will say that to you. If, if you're saved, you really think you're saved? Just because you said a little prayer up, up in maybe at the front of the church or maybe at wherever you were at, in my case, a hotel room, and you think you're really saved, that's what he's going to say to you. And do you think God really cares about your situation and your, your, what's going on? Look the way you've been living. Do you think he really cares about you? That's what he would say, the devil would say. But he says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. But here's Jesus again. He's quoting Deuteronomy 6.16. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Amen. I mean, you want to run the devil off, you begin to quote scripture. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I have given you, if you will fall down and worship me. Oh my goodness. That's what he says today. Just worship me. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a better jobs. I'll give you a hierarchy and a, a power. I'll give you whatever you desire. I'll give it to you. How many people have sold their soul to the devil for a, a little something, a little better position in life or something? But there come a day. There come a day that they wish they hadn't. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve, or you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered him. I'd like to tell you what, what ran the devil off there. Was it Jesus getting mad and telling him, I'm the Son of God, you've got to pay attention to me? It was the Word of God. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the devil does not want to hear the Word of God. 
And if you want to run the devil off, you begin to quote scripture. You begin to talk like Jesus talked. Well, here we are. Jesus, or the devil, he attacks anywhere and everywhere. You know that? It doesn't matter who you are. You may think, well, I, he never attacks me. You, then you're, you're, you're either dead or, or, or in a la-la land or something because he attacks everybody. But here we have Jesus right after he had been baptized or after a mountaintop experience where God had said, this is my son, beloved son, hear you him, you know. And right, after, right before launching a new work, how many of the, 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 the Jesus was going to begin his work here on earth right then, his divine work. And then uh, 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 during uh, severe moments of weakness, and that's what he was when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. But how did Jesus overcome him? Well, how does he overcome temptations? All of, we read through the Gospels. He spent time alone with God. How highly important to pray and seek God and seek his face and, and spend time with him. He made sure that he was led by the Spirit. How many of you know we need to be led by the Spirit of God in this day and this hour? And he relied upon the scriptures. Amen? He didn't do anything that we can't do. He's demonstrating what we should do here up on the earth. Isn't that right? He spent time with God, which he tells us to do. Men should always, always pray and not faint, not give up. And we also it said we should be led by the Spirit of God, and we ought to rely upon the Scriptures. Now, in verse 4, what did he say? He spoke the Word. He didn't only know the Word. You know, I've heard people say, well, I've heard, I've heard that before. Well, what are you saying? It's not so much of what you heard. What are you saying about what you heard? So we have to, he spoke the Word in, in, in Scriptures 4, 7, and 10. And then what happened? The devil fled from him for a while. Amen. That doesn't mean he doesn't come back, but we can always put him to flight by speaking the word of God. Amen. So he spoke a rhema word right then and there. A rhema word. That's the logos is a, is a written word. The rhema word is a spoken word. Amen. Well, when we're filled with trouble, Jesus is our example. So what do you say when you're facing trouble, temptation, problems, worries, fears, sickness, disease, whatever? What do you do? Do you say what you feel? <laughs> a lot of people say what they feel. Or what somebody else says. Do we take that? Or do we say what God says? Now, important point. What you say defines what's the highest authority in your life. Who's the highest authority? If you have problems and you, you begin to quote the word of God, you begin to say what God says, he is your highest authority. And he can work in your behalf. You open the door for him to work. When you don't, he won't, and you can't. <laughs> That's bottom line. But Jesus stuck to the word, so we have to too. Amen? In, in Matthew 4, 4, the word is the highest authority. Power in the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but what? By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what we're to live by, is by the word of God. That's why the devil, listen, he... he uh, he is great opposition. He doesn't want us to know the word. Amen. But we have, everybody has, most everybody in this church and, and at churches alike have Bibles. And you know, we're, the, we're going to be held accountable more so of what we know about what we read and what we do than in some pastor somewhere. Now, it's good to have a pastor speaking the truth, but if he's, if most pastors that we know, and I always said follow Pastor Larry and, and now Pastor Scott, Look in the Word and see what it says. Does it, does it go along with what the pastor is saying? Because that's what we need today. 
We're going to be held accountable. But he holds his word above his own name. And then in Matthew 24, 35, God's word is eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Amen. Even when this earth has passed away, heaven and earth has passed away, the heavens as we know it, not heaven where he's at. But when that's passed away and then we get the new heavens, new earth, his word is still eternal. Amen. Matthew 22, 29. Here we have the Sadducees and they're debating Jesus. And what does Jesus say? You know, listen, Jesus always said the right thing. Isn't that something? You know, one of the greatest things we can ever do in life is be able to say the right thing at the right time. And don't you know that there have been many things come out of my mouth that I wish I could reel them in as soon as I cast them out. And I know you probably have been the same way. So one of the best things we can ever do is say the right thing at the right time. And if we listen to the Spirit of God, we can begin to say the right thing at the right time. But Jesus said to these Sadducees, you know, the old saying is, they were sad, you see. <laughs> they were sad a bunch of people because they, were, they weren't following hard after Jesus. They were following religious traditions. But he said, you are mistaken not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. How many of you know the scriptures have the power of God in them? Amen? When you apply them. We must base our lives on the scriptures or we will not know God's power. Amen? Amen. Now, in John 8, 31 and 32, these are familiar scriptures if you listen to me before. Because I always think of these because it, it's something I have to do uh, on a regular basis. He said in... He says in the uh, Amplified Bible, it says this. It's a great key. For if you abide in me, or abide in my word, that's what, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. This is a big deal. Abide in the word and the teachings, hold fast to them, but then live, live them out. You know, he didn't give us to that just so we could hear a good message get a little goosebumps somewhere he gave this this word so we could live the kind of life he wants us to live we can demonstrate to the world that uh, uh, we know a God that's a loving kind and generous God and we can live our lives that way you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free amen nothing like truth amen will set us free know that word know to perceive or understand recognize realize come to know it's the recognition of truth by personal experience. You've got to know those things. How do you know it? That's why I said he's, no, he's an equal opportunity God. <laughs> he's not going to withhold anything from anybody that comes to him. That's why he takes the weak to debase to despise to bring glory to his name. All of us were sinners. All of us needed his mercy and grace. Amen? Now, free from what? When he says free. Well, we're free from sickness. How, isn't that a good thing? By his stripes we've been healed from sin. He, he, he died a, a terrible death on a cross to save us from our sins, from poverty, from depression, free in every way, <laughs> free to spend eternity in heaven with him. Amen? So we must know the word and apply the word. Jesus knew the word and spoke the word. Know the word, speak the word. Well, I, I don't know all these scriptures. Well, just find a few and begin to speak them over your life. Amen? We all ought to be speaking over our circumstances and situations because that's what runs the devil off. Praise and the word of God and, and speaking the word will run the devil out of your life. Amen? Amen. Now over in Acts 19, it says, 
19, verse 20, the disciples went out preaching, preaching the word. And it made a change in the word, world. And I even know you want to make a change in your, in your surroundings and, and begin to speak the word. The word grew mightily and prevailed. In the Amplified Bible, it said grew and spread and intensified, prevailing mightily. A powerful, and they were speaking what? Powerful words. So that's what we should do. Now, make sure the word is the highest authority in your life. We have to do that. Not tradition. It's so easy to fall in tradition. You know, we have a great church here at Living Word Family Church, but we fall into traditions if we're not careful. Everything, you know, we, everything is mapped out. Now, we ought to have a, 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 a way of doing things, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't allow the Holy Spirit to move in and, and help change course sometimes, right? Now, over in Mark uh, 7, 9 through 13, uh, they, it said that uh, Jesus said, they made the word of God of no effect through their tradition. Never satisfied, listen, never be satisfied where you're at with the, with the things of God and with him. Amen. We are word people. I'm speaking to you out there tonight. We're word people and power comes from God's word. So we need to know the word. Second Timothy, Tim, second uh, Timothy 2.15. Uh, Paul says this to Timothy, a young pastor. Amen. He says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. How many of you know you want to be approved to God? A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's our responsibility, every one of us. Well, that's, that's the pastor's responsibility. No, that's your responsibility, brothers and sisters. It's my responsibility. Amen? Amen. Here's what it says uh, in, in the kingdom dynamics. God's word. Read it. Study it. Memorize it. The word of God. The Bible. God in, God's inspired word is the only concise source of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding concerning ultimate realities. It is the fountainhead of, free, uh, of freeing truth and a gold mine of practical principles waiting to liberate and en enrich the person who will pursue its truth and wealth. Well, thus Paul instructs us to be diligent, a diligent worker who has been applied by serious uh, Christian uh, Christians through the centuries as a directive to study the Word of God. The only way to healthy, balanced living is through the rightly dividing the Word of God. Amen? Amen. We're responsible for that. We don't want to just go to church, you know? We want to be the church. That means Monday morning when you go to work, you're the church. When you come home at night and with your family, you're the church. Wherever you go, we're the church. Amen? That's the way we should live. But you know what? It takes effort to do that. It doesn't fall on us like apples out of a tree when you're walking and the harvest is coming and they start dropping them. No, it doesn't come that way. you got to work for some things. The Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Like Pastor Scott said the other day, it's already been placed in you. Everything that you would need, the Holy Spirit has come to live on the inside of you. Now you have to work it out. When you accept Christ, you're born again. Now you work it out. What's the place been placed in you? Work it out. You got, and, and that takes effort. That takes, that takes effort sometimes. But listen, we don't have to do it by ourselves. Aren't you thankful we don't do these things by ourselves? We have the Holy Spirit as our guide, as our helper, as our comforter, always being with us. And see, that's in John 16, uh, uh, John 16, it says, well, let me just turn to that. Do I have time for that? I'm asking my trusty director. 
You have to have a director. I even now I have to have a director or somebody. You know, Sandy's not directing me, but she does it enough. But but uh, in John 16, in uh, verse 13, Howbeit when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he is not speaking his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Isn't that wonderful news? That he's going to show you and tell you things to come. We're not to be caught off guard. And it goes on to say, he will glorify me, this is Jesus, for he will talk of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I say that I therefore I say that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Listen, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth, show you things to come. What good news is that? Hallelujah. Just like I read, eye has not seen or, or ear heard of the things that God has prepared for us, but he's given us the spirit to show us those things by his word and by his spirit. Amen. What is truth? <laughs> so lead and guide you in all truth. The Bible says, thy word is truth. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Huh. The word was with God and the word became flesh. Now we have to know the, the truth. Over in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verse four, 11 through 14, it says, basically it says, we must have the truth or the spirit to see the real value of the word of God. I'm not going to read that scripture, but you can go read it for yourself. Listen, if you want to be successful in life, we must have the Word and have the Spirit of God directing us through everything. And we can be. That's the good news. That's the good news. We can't buy it. <laughs> we couldn't, we, all the money in the world can't buy what, what God has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ. It's a free gift. So we receive it for ourselves. Amen? So I pray tonight that you're receiving the things of God. I pray that this would stir you back into getting in the Word of God and not only reading it, but proclaiming it over yourself, over your situations, over the things that come against you or the things you're going through because it will put you over in every situation. <laughs> Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's pray before I get off here. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity of knowing your word, that we can know Jesus through your word and through the spirit. We thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. We'll be drawing near to you as you will draw near to us. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I pray for everyone out there, Lord, that, that would take heed to themselves and say, look, I need to get back in the word. I need to be spending more time in prayer and, and worship. And so, Lord, I, I just thank you that Living Word Family Church is a, is a thriving church and it's full of the things of God and the presence of God that we believe for signs and wonders and miracles here, but we also believe that we must walk in the Word, to walk in the truth, and we can be set free by everything we go through. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, be blessed. Have a great night. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.